0: George. It's gone. George has done it.
1: George
2: has well, done it. Ryan right, Ross Sunderland. It's there. It's straight zone! Thomas Chuck to the midfield.
0: I know a fat old policeman, he's always on our street. A fat and jolly red-faced man, he really is a treat. He's too bright for a policeman, he's never known to frown, and everybody says he is the happiest man in town. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. To the 147th edition of the Guna podcast, this is your host Kevin Witcher and we are recording on the Wednesday evening after Arsenal's final match of the campaign, the 4-0 drubbing of Aston Villa. Our intro music was suggested by one of our panellists in recognition of the fact that Spurs, at the same time... Conspired to lose heavily to 10-man Newcastle, meaning that 2016 saw another in a long line of St Totteringham's days, as the (laughs) Gunners finished second to Leicester in the Premier League table. So before we can discuss that and more, let's start with the panel introductions. First up, he's back with his tattooed arm... His encyclopedic knowledge of goalkeepers and the ability to take my digs at him in the name of listener entertainment squarely on the chin. The man Arsenal had the temerity to turn down for a job in the legal department on the basis that he was associated with Laguna. <laughs> it's hello, sir. hello to the one and only Mr. David Udo. Oh Gaffer, you told us my... to turn the phones
1: off. Gaffer, they're just going to offer you the job now. Just because offering. If that's you available, evening all,
0: evening all. So anyway, after that brief uh, interruption, um, next up, a fellow editor and a man I had the pleasure to spend a decent break in Catalonia with recently at least until we arrived at a football stadium to see Arsenal wallet 3-1 by some outfit wearing red and blue, without being able to summon up even one decent Spanish forward in their front three. However, I enjoyed the anecdotes relayed of his time spent in the area previously, none of which will be repeated here. Still, plenty of footballing matters to discuss this evening. It's a warm welcome to Hampstead's finest and the man of a thousand names, Mr. Mustafa, Emmanuel Goldstein. Happy St. Tottenham's Day to one and all. <laughs> and last, but by no means least, Journal About Town, and author of the recently published Miracle of Copenhagen book about Arsenal's 1994 Cup Winners' Cup triumphs, He's here to plug the new tome, but has a solid connection with the Gooner by way of the many fascinating interviews he does for the fanzine. It's only a matter of time before he appears on Sky Sports' Sunday Supplement, as the man's ability to network is something that has to be seen to be believed, not least drinking with his fellow hacks until four in the morning after the Football Supporters Federation Awards last December in a King's Cross hostelry (laughs) round the corner from the St Pancras Renaissance Hotel. On the shortlist for the nicest man in football journalism, it's a pleasure to welcome back Mr Nathan Yusuf.
1: Cheers Kevin, that's the best intro I've ever had. Thank you very much. I'm
2: being really funny, you called it The Miracle of Copenhagen and it's not a biography of Nicholas Bentham? I'm no. very upset. <laughs> very
0: upset.
3: <laughs> Volume 2 perhaps.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so I mean there's only one place to start, really. <laughs> 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 Indeed. Um I mean, did we need Sunday after that season, Dave? Um, did we need it? Great question. Um, yeah,
2: we, yeah, yeah. I think we did. I think we did. I mean, um, I mean, since Christmas, I mean, it's been disastrous in many, many different ways. Um, for me, in particular, I mean, the, the, the protest days, as it were, and, and fights breaking, physical and verbal fights mm. breaking out between us. I mean, me and my father, we held out the um, uh, the signs and. Um, well, I held one up and the guy behind me took it out of my hands and screwed it up. Thankfully, I had ten printed out, so that will earn the fucker. <laughs> but um, it was just really, really nasty. and um, I was really, really fearing things like the lack of appreciation yeah. in, in terms of whether it would actually take place, or uh, and if it did, who would actually turn up. Um, so for us to actually have something to celebrate, it put goodwill into the ground and um, it was a welcome relief, but if, if, as long as the season will act as a reminder that we have got to improve over the course of this summer and, re- and resurrect this already dwindling squad then, you know, so be it. Yeah,
1: yeah you're absolutely right David, it, well said. Um, I just thought it was fun on Sunday, it, it reminded me of the old days, it was just you go to the game, catch up with your mates, it's a really sunny end of season day, ask them play well, admittedly towards the end, but we've, got, we've just got spurs to laugh at every time and when that came through that they were losing. I remember um, 89 90 at Norwich last game of the season, 2 all. We had to win to finish third, and um, Spurs were sort of challenging for third, fourth. And it went round the ground, they kept us in afterwards, and it went round the ground. And Spurs were losing, and we were going to finish third, and it was just a rumour. And from that day onwards, I've never ever listened to anyone in the crowd go, Yeah, we're winning, unless I've seen it on, unless someone's proved it to me myself. So I was still a bit sort of dubious. Even at 1-0, 2-0 up, like for Newcastle, I was just like, no, Spurs are going to come back. They're not going to lose to a team that's relegated, who, who couldn't even beat Aston Villa, who are arguably the worst team in the Premier League since Derby County, the legendary Derby County in 2007 8 sorry. Who achieved a magnificent 11 points. So I'm, I'm still thinking Spurs are going to come back. We've had it all year about, you know, with, with, Greatest side ever, you know, all the rest of it. As far as the as the sea in London football, sea changing North London football. I, I, I put in my, um, isn't it, Gazette Arsenal column this week, all the facts about, you know, fewest goals conceded, all the rest of it. I'm not going to go and mention it now because it's far too tedious. But even then, after all that, they still couldn't finish above us. And we <laughs> supposedly had our, one of our worst seasons ever. It was just, the laughing policeman is just so apt. So, it, yeah, it's a great, great call by Basti to, uh, to put that on, because it was just a really fun day and obviously in the hostelries of North London afterwards it was just very very enjoyable, so yeah.
3: Yeah. I've I've not laughed so much (laughs) since getting that result, I wasn't at the game, strangely, having been to pretty much all the games prior to that, couldn't get a ticket, but um, I I, I got the half-time score and my big worry was, oh great, you know, Newcastle are doing their side side of the bargain and we're 1-0 up and that means only one thing one all against the yes, other, yeah. and, and of course, you know, the beauty of it is, you know, that if Tottenham can't be a ten-man, relegated yeah. Newcastle, in fact, sorry, not beat, get a draw, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, then yeah. they really are very, very, very poor. There and were yeah, rumours that they, they were on the piss the night before.
2: A team whose star player was, a Spurs regent, they got rid of two Newcastle in
3: January. Yeah, we are right with them. Yeah, Sir Andros Townsend. <laughs> Sir, yeah, Andros, yeah. Sir, yeah.
1: Sir
2: Andros. <laughs> so, sorry, Pastor carry sorry.
3: Yeah, so I'm just, uh, I'm very, I, uh, I've just been, you know, it's, it's just brilliant just to, just to yeah. have that at the end of the season. After what was a frustrating season in some ways. But here's the thing. I think, you know, we say it's frustrating. Uh, and watching Match of the Day, you know, Danny Murphy and uh, 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 Shearer afterwards were doing their utmost to try and put a dampener on it. And it was be nice to Tottenham night on Match of the Day, as we'd expect from them. But... Um, what was really, um, <clears throat> what, what, what gets me is that Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, all the big clubs, right? well not Liverpool, but all the big clubs, like, where were they? Mm-hmm. You know, we actually had, relatively, a very, very good season, and I hate to be the one to say this, but how, all the, the Wenger Out lot, of, of which there, there are quite a lot... Um, of which I've sat on the fence for a long time about it, but became more Wenger outish this season than ever.
0: Okay, I'm going to I'm going to ask you now. Then at that point,
3: did Arsenal progress from the previous season? Well, clearly yes. We're we're, we're in second position, right. right? Albeit the rest of the the rest of the Premiership was pants, and Leicester had a freak kind of whatever. What the hell happened there? I mean, no one could have made that one up. But Arsenal scored less points. We did score less points, and yet we're in second position. We still progressed up the league table. I've been saying the last few years, the whole podcast thing, you know, when we were third and fourth, third and fourth, can we progress? Progress, not perfection. At least if we're moving forward, then I would have patience and say, well, you can't really argue. Listen, I mean, the thing is, the City fans and the Chelsea yeah, fans. well, I
0: mean, they're, they're, all those clubs are changing their manager. However, the next question I've got for you is the last three seasons, Arsenal have been thought. Third, second, do
3: you believe Arsenal will win the title next year? There's an if, which is good old summer transfer fees, and all this blah, blah, blah cronkier, you've got lots of money to spend, Wenger, now. and it's, you know, If he goes and gets Ibrahimović and Mario Götze, uh, uh, and the feel-good factor would go, you know, you'd get 20 goals out of, you'd get 30 goals out of those two, at least, or more, hopefully. Uh, that, you, know, you need a proven class striker, then yes, Yes, we can. If he doesn't, right. we next, might have more
0: of the same. My next question is, do you believe he will buy a proven well-class striker? He strike fucking to has question. to. He just um, has to buy a couple of class acts. It's a yes or no question, bestie. Do you believe?
3: <laughs> do I believe? After the last few years, I'm going to say yes, I believe, because I'm an Arsenal fan and I want to believe that we're going to move on. I, I believe this, that if he doesn't, he can fuck off. All right, right, that's it. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> now, I'm just going to, we will get some, listeners, uh, some listener contributions, so I'm going to refer to them. This one doesn't really need an answer, but I'm going to read it out. This is from Peter Squire. He says Following their final day exploits, can we now be more certain than ever of what Tottenham smells like? You don't have to answer that, but he does add Spurs are the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, I don't well, think anyone can yeah. argue with that. On a more serious note, Simon Rose a regular Guna contributor and occasional podcast guests he tweeted have Spurs blown their cover could they cope with title pressure through a whole campaign or are they now a busted flush interesting question because you could also ask it about Arsenal however we'll start with Spurs um, I'll start with Leith. actually um, Mario Pochettino has signed a new long deal it's going to stay at the club, oversee the move to their new stadium. Do you see a team that has peaked, or do you think they're going to get better?
1: It's amazing what lunch with um, Alex Ferguson does for you, really, in terms <laughs> of your job prospects. But um, with my journalist hat on, I would say he, he's, a, he's a manager who organises the team really well. They, they've got a lot of youngsters there who, um, who are kicking on, and if you are a Spurs fan, you are going to be... Slightly optimistic for next season uh, you know, on the back of this year. Um, certainly, compared to someone like Man City, who, who will need an overhaul. You could argue, certainly, Man City have peaked over the last couple of years, and they're on a downward spiral um, in, in terms of Man City's sort of achievement over the last few years. As an Arsenal fan, I would have to disagree because I mean, I, I can't answer that question about sort of talking about Arsenal season because it was there for the taking. It was absolutely there for the taking. When are we ever going to have a season where Man United are, are probably their worst side since 80, 88, 89 potentially? You've got Liverpool, Klopp has got them going now. Obviously, tonight is um, the UEFA Cup final or whatever you want to call it these days. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to be firing for next season. He's got a young, hungry side as well. You've obviously got Chelsea. Chelsea won't be as bad as they are—they have been this year, surely. And if they are, it'd be, it'd be equally as hilarious. Well, well, maybe not. But at the same time, they—they've lost five of their best players in the history, almost. Mm. Yeah, and it's like when we lost Tony Adams. I know Terry signed another year contract. but I mean, how many games is he going to play? His pace has gone. Not really,
3: yeah. he had a lot of pace anyway. He'll probably score more own goals. Than, yeah, well, let's hope so, not, Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. got
2: a new role this year. It's probably one of those player-coach things, although I've heard he's going to be the marriage counselor. <laughs> And something to do with diversity <laughs> within the club. Oh, they oh, could that's be that's rumours, I'm not shot, too buddy. sure. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's best so, so, so friend, anyhow. By the way, we could have the laughing policeman on for Chelsea as well, couldn't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 31, 20 points,
2: points behind us. Yeah. Oh, you say that. Yeah. I work with a couple of Chelsea fans. I don't want to get knifed
3: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, the the Liverpool game was a pivotal moment we, we, we came through Christmas we, we ground out that one were against Newcastle early on and we're like we've got a chance even, even Daddy Murphy who, who no Arsenal fan particularly likes in terms of being a pundit on match of the day was sort of saying well you know Arsenal have got a chance and if someone like him is going to say it then what, what do the rest of us think and that Liverpool game I, mean, I think it was the 12th 13th of January I'd, 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 I was covering the game for the Islant Gazette in the, in the press box at Anfield and um, I literally had to delete my match report on the final whistle it was a good, good lessons. We had nothing else. But if we'd have won that game three two, we could have really kicked on. And then obviously you've got the United game at the end of February. It was a, it was such a weak United side. Obviously Marcus Rashford did well, and good luck to him. And you know I, I, I'd almost take him to the Euros because um, you, you want to play, pick the players in form, and he's done really well this season. But to lose three two, and it, it could have been a lot worse. But to lose, that was the main thing. Mm. Was just so gutting from an Arsenal point of view because. They were there for the taking, or they should have been there for the taking. And it was almost like we, we just we shrank. We we bottled it for want of a better phrase. Mm. And you still think, right, okay. And, and you know, then the press conference after with Wenger, every time you see his quote in the paper, you're like, right, he's he's up for it, he's defiant. I saw his body language that day, and he was saying, yeah, we're gonna win the league or we're gonna challenge the league, I should say. His body language didn't believe that. No nowhere near believing that. Mm. And then we've got Swansea on the Wednesday. You think, right, okay, three points against Swansea with all due respect to Swansea. We lose that as well, and it's just it's the same old thing every year, and I'm just so frustrated as an Arsenal fan that, you know, obviously like you say, we, we, you could say we're progressing in terms of, right, okay, we're third, now we're second, but I, I've given up on stats in terms of um, sort of quoting them, apart from obviously my Arsenal is the Gazette column, because um, you look at the Brazil-Germany semi-final, I've, I've, that was the, the 7-1 when um, Germany beat Brazil 7-1 there worth 53% of possession. After that, I was like, I'm never going to believe another state in my life. So you could argue, yes, obviously, we, are, we have finished rounds up, which is great, but who have we finished rounds up to? Leicester. And it's deservedly so. they deservedly won the league. But this was our time. And, and, and we've just blown it again. So, so I'm going
0: to turn the question round before returning to Spurs, yeah. David. <laughs> um, the idea of a busted flush. Psychologically... Psychologically, is there any way back for this Arsenal team in terms of the next couple of seasons? Should they be in the position to challenge the title come February? Um, with the current squad
2: as it is now entering into the, the transfer window, no, it needs refreshing. Mm. I mean, as we all know, last summer we were the only team in the top five leagues uh, across Europe. We're in the top, top division of those leagues that did not sign an outfield player in the transfer window. And with all due respect, whilst he settled in relatively nicely, El Neni was done out of desperation. I mean, it's not as though mm-hmm. we were fighting off Barcelona, Juventus and Bayern Munchen to get a hold of him. Yeah. Uh, I think Wenger himself said, um, they were so cheap because nobody knows who he is. It's <laughs> like, well, that's great. Well done, <laughs> uh, global scouting <coughs> network of Carbassieu, Morrow, and Grimandi. Très bien, mes amis. Um, we need improvement. Blatantly so. It looks almost certainly Granite Chaka, uh, that deal is done. My my understanding, from people I've heard of, is that uh, Gazidis is going ahead with his Q and A in a couple of weeks' time. As before, then we are set to. Un- my understanding is we are to unveil Chaka and another. Big name, big money signing, and Gazidis is happy to do that Q and A. Say, well, look, what Daddy's mm-hmm. given his children. You do this as a thank you. <laughs> yes, we'll have this question from the Hungarian Arsenal fan who's got no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> as we had the last Q and A. But um, in, sh- in answer to your question, the current squad, no. Um, you see, after games when we lose. Um, they can't get down the tunnel quick enough, but it's not as though they huddle up together. You see, Sanchez uh, and Erzul, they go, they go off separately, not together. Although they've got the right to go off together, saying we are so, so much more than this. Mm-hmm. We have to, we have to move in the summer. They go off separately. They don't care. Um, they go off in dribs and drabs. The, the team needs to kick up the arse. Benga trusts or relies or has too much faith in these players to so can't motivate them. Steve Bold to make sure he pays the Rodine school fees for his daughter, puts out the the cones and does absolutely nothing else. We need investment into this team. Not so much, not just financially, but in terms of the right players. If we get a new yes. spine in that team and a proper leader and some physicality in answer to your question, yeah, we've got a chance. Well, but a the co- current
3: squad, yeah. no. I think a couple of men might be a good idea. Yeah, that's what I, I, I mean, mean yeah. I've sat next yeah. to Kev a couple of times and we both agreed that there are too many It's a soft touch there's too many you know players like Ozil and Sanchez yes of course they're extremely talented yeah. but they, there's, there's the, the, Sanchez's got a little bit more metal yeah. um, but but well, there's no metal in the team when you need that bit of, bit of Tony Adams yeah. putting his fist up going come on you know there's no come on there yeah. uh, Giroud doesn't have it he's I mean just the way he runs I mean there's the body language thing you know is it, it we're a bunch of perfume ponces, to put it in. With I, I, and I, 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 think, I think it was summed up quite perfectly puns. by the, um, the first Watford goal
2: in the FA Cup game. Oh. In the sense that the cross comes in, and you've got um, a six foot eight inch former German captain and a Brazilian international centre half standing there, and then just not not the big fat Watford centre forward. The other one's in the middle of them, and he manages to get to the ball. Yeah. Mm. How did that
0: happen? Mm. You know that that's that's a. But hang on, I'm going to come in here and yeah. say I had a look at the table on the way here. Goals conceded um, The best uh, record was 35 There were two teams I think it was Man United and Spurs Next was Leicester and Arsenal with 36 Now I know Leith has said his thing about stats But we've conceded, Is it just we conceded them at the wrong time In the wrong games Because on paper It looks like draws. we've got as good right. a defence As any other team in the Premier League it could be a, a timing thing
2: I mean I think everyone remembers the Barcelona home game the first 67, 68 yeah. minutes of that We played really, really well and withheld them But yeah. we get one double chance And we get excited and the players go over the halfway line okay. Oh, oh, oh And then we get caught on the break remember, I don't know about you, when the goal went in It wasn't the, the Barcelona fans cheering It was the, the, the rest of us going Oh Because yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like, oh well, we're kind of done now yeah. I mean, with regards to stats Yeah, okay, right uh, Yeah, we may have that with regards to, the, with regards to the goals to concede it. look at goals scored we scored one less goal at home than newcastle united
1: is that
2: right yeah we we, 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 Great, we had so. the same number going into the, the, no. the, the last game yeah. but they scored five and we scored four no i mean
3: our our, our <laughs> what the problem is at the other end we're not scoring enough goals um you know our, our defense is okay it's not brilliant but it's not it's not lethal we're not we're, we're it's that that old illness of getting around the box keeping possession going round and and not putting the thing in the back of the net. There were, I can't remember which <laughs> game it is now. There have been so many this season like that. But there, were, you know, there was one where we went through the whole first half and we hadn't had a shot on target. And I'm thinking, what the hell? You know, we've got to have some shots on target. Yeah. And you've got to have players. for that, that's why I mentioned players of the, the, the quality of Ibrahimovic and, and Mario Götze. You, you, well, you can criticise them or whatever, Götze in particular maybe. But you know, he's a player who scored the winning goal in a, a World Cup. He's an experienced player. You know, Ibrahimovic, obviously, you know, is a a, a class act. We need... What we're missing is either a Wright, a Bergkamp, an Henri. That's someone who can say, right, whatever happens, I'm gonna get fucking 20 to 25 goals this season, so don't worry about that bit. Mm. You know, and, and unfortunately Giroud has fallen short. I mean, his top score has been 16, which this season as well, and then- League goals. The, league goals, and then two seasons ago, I think he got 16, but he's never hit that 20 mark. Mm. And, and he's, he, look, he's, he's not a bad player, he's a good player. He holds the ball up well, he's like an Alan Smith, you know, if you like. The, the, the big problem with that, it, it's, it's not so much Giroud as a player. It's the way we play with our four-two-three-one
2: tiki taka yeah. in the sense that, You know, we don't get shots on goal in the first half, but we keep our seventy-five percent. I mean, Brendan Rodgers got the sack because he 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 did that and smoothed his skin over and over <laughs> again as Liverpool manager. He got the sack because it wasn't working. I mean, I thought the world knew after Spain's uh, performance in the World Cup against Germany in twenty fourteen and Brazil's efforts in the semi final against Germany. You know, that that's done and dusted. Tiki taka's had it, it had its two three years, yeah. and our league's been won by. A four-four-two team. Yeah. Oh
3: dear Christ! Well, that, now that, that's something I've been going on for. for I, I, I cannot. We occasionally and I sometimes it, sometimes it happens. He brings on it, two strikes up and guess what? We score a goal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's it's not rocket science. And when the tiki taka doesn't work, you've got to have a plan B. We, we just you know he's yeah he's too reliant on that tiki tacker and it is it is uh, our plan B is taking Coquelin off. Uh, and bringing on another one of our five for
2: eight inch inside forwards. Ah, but Ramsey moves from the right wing to one of the defensive two. You see, but he's an attacking player. So no, no arson it's still four two three one. It's still yeah. no you shoot, no no you shoot. Yeah, no, I mean, um, uh, an analogy I, 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 I raise with <laughs> my brother is that you know that's great, and and it, it's a pu- it's it's like making love. It's beautiful. It's tender. You take time. It's I'm um, in love to in the background. But sometimes women just prefer being bent over. Fuck, and fast, oh. from behind, Good. and the ratio. No, the point I'm is that... Where's so that allowed, though? Yeah, I know, that's fine, and Kevin's grimacing, that's fine. But this is the thing, Arsenal don't do that. There is no variation at all. I mean, we got lucky in the Leicester home game, in the sense that it was a Hail Mary. It was, throw, you know, let's throw it in last, last seconds of time, and Welbeck
3: gets a flick on. That was it. That but Wilbeck's in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm afraid a player like Walcott for me I, I, no. is he going to West Ham yeah. this season? Well let's hold on Theo because
0: he will be coming back in terms of this discussion. Oh, will he? <laughs> whether or not <laughs> no, sorry, no. next season we to be discussed. However I'm going to bring Leith in here because uh, let's hear our special guest voice for a change. And I've got two questions. Very similar. AFC Grumpy Tweeted: Do you think it matters who we buy when the issue is the management? And Anthony Glenn uh, says, If Arsenal don't go bigger in the market this summer, are they wasting their revenue advantage as many others begin to catch up? Or with all teams being able to afford good players, are we entering an era where the ability of the manager is all-important? Arsene Wenger was the manager of a team that won the title three times between 98 and 2004. Did they win it because of Wenger? Or in spite of him? Oh,
1: honestly. We Can could,
0: they win the title again? We could be talking for
1: hours on that. I did see those tweets, and they're really good questions. In terms of that, I mean, where do you start, honestly? It's like... If we're going to talk about Wenger, I mean, in his defence, if you're talking about you sort of talking, September 96 when he takes over, so you've obviously got you know, the famed defence, the famed back five, as it were. You look at the side in two... Cheers, Kevin. He's just brought me a glass of red wine. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, you look at the Invincibles' back line in, in 2004. He, he got all those players in. You know, obviously Campbell, you could argue David Dean pushed for the signing, but he's brought Lauren, you know, he's brought the others as well. Obviously, Tony Owens did play a part, so did Lee Dixon, but it's still. You know, the, uh, that was his defence. Yeah, but but he's brought Ashley Cole through as well. So I mean, you could argue that. Okay, I mean, we are talking about two thousand and four here. We're not talking about now. But he did bring that defence through. So what? What? And also, what makes it more frustrating is because he, he can do that. We've seen he's got a proven track record. Arguably, the, the greatest league team in the in, in, in the history of English football. That defence was practically his. So again, it goes back to his stubbornness. He's just so so stubborn in terms of what he does, and it, it's ground all day. I, I tweet it every year when we get knocked out of the Champions League, it's ground all day, and we? That's half the reason people are so fed up, because they're just sick so of
0: So it. it is the manager?
1: I, but yes and no, that's the whole thing, it's yes and no, because...
0: It doesn't matter who we buy in the summer, as long as the, the manager remains, we are not
3: going to win the title.
1: If you put a gun to my head and ask me that question, or a glass of wine, I would <laughs> say... Yeah, we're not going to win it. We're not going to win I it. Disagree. I disagree.
3: I think I still th- I think with the right personnel, ultimately, Arsene Wenger isn't running around that pitch. And what I've seen this season is a team that has skill and ability uh, and has obvious weaknesses. I, I think you touched there. Sorry, can I just interrupt? Yeah.
1: Skill, skill and ability is great, but when you go to Old Trafford on the twenty seventh of February and you, if you win. You can go top or you know, if, if you beat Liverpool, if you hold on to a three two lead, yeah, that's not skill and ability. That that is character. That's yeah. all it is. Just just yeah. head the ball Absolutely. out of my corner. And I agree, Get I stuck agree. in. It's and not about skill and ability. No, and it's I about agree. getting you know I'm getting I'm stuck in with your teammates exactly the point. Playing I was for about the club, playing for the badge Private manager. If you can't care about the manager, you don't care about the manager. But that's come from somewhere, and Fender is not engendering in that. that well, that's sort what Leicester of have. Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Had, that, had absolutely.
3: That, that spirit of yeah. "fuck this, we're going to win yeah. this game, whatever yeah. and happens." We, we, and we, actually, we actually, we don't care. Ranieri saying, "Oh, it doesn't matter if you lose, boys. Don't worry about yeah. that. Just go, just go out, fucking enjoy yeah, yourself." Great go management have, as well. Yeah, yeah brilliant manager. And, and Tottenham have had a bit of this um, that, this season until the last game of the season. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, Chelsea, it started going wrong for them, didn't it? But um, but. The point I was going to make was yeah. that if you had that leader in the team, I hate to say it, a, a John Terry, uh, what's the name of that Tottenham bastard, Carry Kane, right, I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, but, but he is a player, a talisman, right, a talisman. or someone who's going, the, the whole team will pull together and play for. Now, Ozil isn't that man, he doesn't have that character. Is Alexis that man? N- not quite, no. Because the problem Alexis has is, for all his skill, talent, and a, a, a rocketing shot now and again, he, he, he hangs on to that ball, he doesn't, he's not like Bergkamp, he, he'd release the ball much quicker than Alexis. Yeah. He wouldn't hang on to it all the so time. But he doesn't have the football intelligence? No, it he doesn't. To be a Bergkamp? I, I mean, Well, I, I mean, he could still acquire it. I mean, that maybe is down to management. You know, but I mean, because Wenger... Or maybe he needs to be
0: amongst players he can trust maybe he 's not releasing the ball for well, that this reason. is why i 'm
3: saying a guts or a, Br- a, Br- a, Br- a i 'm saying them, but players of that that caliber at least another couple of world, truly world class players in the team would lift the whole team that notch. Everyone would raise their game a bit. Everyone would say, OK, let's, just, let's pass it to him. Yeah. I think a lot of it is also, Alexis has gone in. He's thinking, oh, well, well, we'll give it to Monreal or Bellerin running up the side. And, if I, you know, and, and he's thinking, I can do better than anyone around me, uh, and ends up losing it because he's trying to take the whole team off.
1: You're absolutely right. But then that goes back to signings. And uh, we'll yeah. think goodbye the players that we've been saying we need for the last six, seven, eight years. And it's just so frustrating. It well, is frustrating. frustrating.
2: Like I say, his global, his global scouting ne- network led by the likes of Steve Morrow, Jill Grimondi and Danny Carbassian, mm-hmm. they've come up with ideas in the past of Yaya Sanogo, uh, Lucas Podolski, great player, but didn't fit into our tiki taka four two three
3: one. So, lastly, three seasons before going to Turkey. He had a really good b- season as, 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 as well. The yeah, they're all right. a bit bargain basement, aren't they? Let's be honest. I'm talking about world proven, world class, right? Well, well Lucas Podolski's got 120 caps for Germany, won the World Cup. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. not he's not. I he paid twelve for him. He's not. He's hmm. he, no, I th- listen, he was one of my favourite yeah. players no, sorry, sorry, in, sorry, in, sorry. in some ways, but but he, he also it's not it's not someone who. Once again, I'll, I'll just say Henri, Ian Wright, Bergkamp. You know, players like that who you know they're going to they're go, fuck this ball back in the neck. We
1: bought, we, we bought Henri for £10 million from Juventus, who had played about sort of, 10, 15 games to Juventus on the wing. On the left wing so yeah, if yeah, we're yes. looking now in European football, are you looking at a sort of top-level player or are you looking at someone that Wenger can sort of bring in well, a sa- model? I'm
3: saying, pl- I'm yeah. saying pl- a, a, a couple of World Cup winners and or World Cup top players. Well, Cup yeah, player. he was, but I'd say someone like Goetzer, po- mm. possibly... Uh, You do realise Goetz is exactly the same as about seven players of all year. He's five (laughs) five foot seven, he's got one and a half half round. round All right, (laughs) Muller then. The
2: point I was making was that uh, it's signing players—it's not just Wenger; it's Wenger's backward team—the the way that team plays is not just Wenger; it's his backward team. Uh, let's look at it. I mean, the scouting network is obviously not working. And towards the end of the season, we poached the chief scout of Leicester, Leicester yeah. who specialises in buying cheap players from League One
0: in France. Apparently, the individual concerned was not the one who identified Mares and Campbell. That was Steve really? Walsh, their former Steve centre half, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, look, Wenger's scouting team
2: evidently not good enough needs to be enriched. Um, he tried to um, revolutionise. The, the youth team about three four years ago with Andrej Jonker. Mm. but what thing yeah. saying is they're getting the elbow But, this but the summer. thing is, Wayne has never
3: found another David No, 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 no David David let, let me finish, David let David me David.
2: finish, Pastor. you look at his coaching team, Bora Primorac, OK, his best friend, and felt sorry for him when a, a bribing Marseille beat his team in, in the European Cup, but he's been the Arsenal coach, and you see it whenever we do win a trophy, he sort of picks it up, <laughs> weighs it for a second, because he go, Oh, I don't know, I'll just do what I'm told <laughs> by Arsenal. Pat Rice, you know, a, a huge miss because he did whatever Arsenal was telling him. Neil Banfield, can't believe he's got the role of being a coach at Arsenal. we do that forever. Well, it's not just the manager. We've got a Lewin brother as um, head of medical science, excuse me. We're,
0: the whole thing needs going on. The word nepotism guy. comes to mind. and One must always remember the reason Borough works with Arsenal in Japan and subsequently in England, was because he blew the whistle in France. Mm. And where Arsenal is many things, but he's definitely very loyal. I'm going to change tack slightly, and I'm going to discuss the crowd at Arsenal, because we're aware, obviously, what's happened at Liverpool in the last few months, what Leicester have done in terms of their, their home stadium. My question to you is this. If, in a match, Arsenal players... Started winning their individual battles do you think that would change the atmosphere in the Stats?
1: Undoubtedly you know sometimes the crowd feeds off the players sometimes the players feed off the crowd but as a fan and we're all long term fans here we we know what it means to you know we know what it means to support Arsenal we know what it means to watch players who knew what it meant to play for Arsenal I'm not sure it means the same anymore but when you see a player go in full-blooded, 100% winning the ball, tracking back, running, you know, running right. back to the the byline if you need it, that gets you going. That yeah. really gets you going. And Sanchez, look, what, why do people love Sanchez? Obviously, you could he argue does after the, yeah, he does that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously, you could argue that he hasn't been the same since the injury at Norwich in November. But at the same time, when you see a player doing that, and everyone lauds him for his attitude, but we watched Arsenal in the 80s and the, and the 70s for you guys as well, and you know. Every player, well, most players did that, and it, is that? Well, there
3: were a few. Well, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember seeing yeah, Ray, like pa- yeah. Ray Parler I mean, one of his first games. and He made a terrible mistake, yeah. lost the ball, but he fucking went back. Yeah, and he battled he gave and away. Battled the away ball, the ball, he stayed and you at Anfield ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. But he
1: battled away the he whole bat- game. Bat- he he, he yeah, thought, yeah. right,
3: okay, I've made a mistake. Like, I'm, yeah. Now I'm gonna, you know. And everyone was like, right, okay, we'll have this. you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just because you play beautiful football doesn't mean you can't get stuck in. And there's been a lack of that. And I'm not saying it's oh Kevin Keegan that show a bit of passion. It's, you
3: can can do both. I'm afraid that that, uh, players like Ozil aren't great in that. Okay, and you can have one, look, the 70s team had George Graham stroller. You know, we've always had, there are players that uh, a little bit more have it, and a bit more, I'll I'll just put in a great pass. Um, But it would be nice, I mean, when you see Ozil go in for a header. Uh, it, it, it sinks your heart, you know, and, 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 and things like that and, and people bottling, you know, Walcott yeah. bottling and there was a yeah. bottle he did, which was just like, oh, oh Sunderland, yeah. yeah, that was, uh, it was just shocking, you know, and there's a, just, a, when you get that kind of thing, that, that the, the antithesis of that is what we want to see. Jamie Vardy, there was one he ran to, to a ball that was going into touch and he just fucking ran 100 miles an hour yeah. to get it, kept it in, yeah. turned it into a move. Yeah. You know, we would just let that go out into touch. Yeah. You know. The thing, it, it's about having guts and balls as well, isn't
2: it? I mean, yeah. from a certain point of view, the last time I was really proud of an Arsenal team was... Um, uh, during the van der Vieira thing, and uh, he misses his penalty, and you see everyone, you know, yeah. right, yeah, no, not just yeah. Keon, parlor, Ashley them, yeah. Cole, all of them yeah. having a proper go. And the thing is, yeah. the Man United players, apart from Neville, even they were standing off saying, oh, you know, you kind of brought it on yourself <laughs> you okay. cheating Barson. Yeah. But when he got married, how many Manchester United people turned up at his wedding? Only Alex Ferguson, and that is a really? true story. That is a true story because yes, the fun. man was complete, uh, speak all <laughs> that kind of man. But uh, no, at that time, I remember my Man United uh, fan friends were getting in touch, in touch saying, "Shame on your team, shame on him. I, I was like, no. At this no. point, you get um, if that was an a, a, ground you get the fans going. The very deep voice, "Gunas, Gunas, Gunas." I mean, like they did again, boy. That was a very <laughs> like when uh, like when Matthew Connolly came on in the um, yeah. League Cup at home, and within about three seconds, did a, a proper oof up someone's arse and got yellow cards straight away. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> in the North Bank. Yeah. In the case of Ruda. Ruda. Jason Crowe as well. Yeah, I do understand.
3: think, though, that like, with players like Coquelin, uh, and El Nene isn't exactly a hard man, but he's not, he's not a bad player, but Coquelin, for example, Sanchez, they are players that they do show passion. And so we've got a couple, I think, we're, and I think that we're just a couple of players short. I really do think, even... We've been a couple of players I short mean,
1: for eight years. The
3: problem it? is, I don't know, I've never been in a dressing room with Arsene Wenger, who were a madam, uh, I've, but I don't think he's the sort of... Uh, Manager, who I think he, maybe he shows his players too much respect. Does he get a hair dryer out? I mean, I don't know. What does he do? David Seaman
2: said in his autobiography, in a, an interview, he said uh, the traditional thing was um, the dressing room was essentially completely silent. Uh, players talking to coaches uh, about, you know, maybe I should do this, or a little twinge on my knee, whatever. But it wasn't until the ah goes. Make your way to the pitch, the Wenger stands up and probably says, "Good spirit, good quality, mental strength," and then they go out. Yeah, but
3: um, yeah, uh, but this is the thing: if you say it in that way, whereas if you get your hair dryer, I mean, if you look at uh, uh, other managers in, in in the Premiership, Phil Brown on the pitch wouldn't let them go in, gave them the finger on the yeah. pitch to the corner.
0: Well,
2: yeah, but I mean, <laughs> look
3: at the champions. I mean, you can't see Ranieri. Uh...
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I think behind the scenes. Um, he picks his moments. Yeah. That's what I've read.
3: Yeah. So he buys more pizza. Yeah, but the, 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 he, he, there's,
0: there's he another does. side to him. Yeah.
3: So he can get the hairdryer out. Apparently required. So. Yeah. But right. I think every manager has to have that in his locker. When things aren't going well, and you see Ramsey kicking the ball into touch and Theo doing doing nothing or whatever, and you've got to say, there's a point you've got to say, look, come on, that's, what's the fucking matter with you? Yeah, Do you yeah. want this show? Yeah. Do you want this league or not?
1: Yeah. Get um, out there. Yeah. You know,
3: well, it's, the, it's the still the Zen
0: thing isn't it I will just refer well then we should get a Buddhist monger <laughs> get a Buddhist
2: monger if you're going to do this
3: anything well who knows we can't hold longer,
0: can we? Um I'm just going to name check Darren Rackham princip- oh, principally yeah. because he does uh, the design for the Gooner front and back covers but he did send in a question which we've already covered but I will just read it out to acknowledge Darren does the panel think that no matter who Wenger buys the same problems will always be there down to his management issues i.e. defensive frailty players trying to walk the ball in and inevitable injuries. Now, okay, I think we've covered that. Mm. However, I will now move on to Joe Gagliardi, who tweeted, a regular uh, contributor to our questions, has the British core group of players been a failure? Now, remember, gentlemen, in the Premier League rules, effectively there has to be a quota of domestically developed players. They can actually be European but by nature, a lot of them are going to be British. And
2: since that Coquelin's technically domestically bred because we got him from Lorient or Canli. I yeah. believe
0: that I mean, he would Fabregas. count, for example, like Fabregas used to Fabregas. count. Yes, well, yeah. But ultimately, we had the big splash about three or four years ago. Five players mm. signing contracts. I think it was Jenkinson, Ramsey, Wilshire, Gibbs okay. and one other. The Ox. Oh, the Ox. The and Ox, then Theo yeah. separately signed uh, a
2: few weeks. Signed our team. Yes, so,
0: so basically, there was then this idea that the future of Arsenal was British. Has it worked
1: out? I'm I'm massively disappointed about the fact it hasn't worked out. And, it, and let's face facts: it has not worked out. Obviously, you can argue with Wilshire. he he's he's, had, he's suffered really bad, luck like, with injuries, and and it's curtailed his career because um, he he can be a great player. And it would have been interesting to see how our season turned out if he'd have played 38 league games at, at the peak of his powers but in terms of someone like Kieran Gibbs it's just such a shame he's made a of wood and obviously the fact he hasn't kicked on I don't know whether that's affected his attitude I don't know I'm not, I'm not sort of cast aspersions because I do love him I, I, I think he could have been a great left back and it's not to say that he can't be but the whole of them together you're right the, the, the way that they were sort of collectively announced yeah this is the core of the Arsenal side it's a British British heartbeat as it were and it just has not come through and i, I I don't know why. I really don't know why. It strikes
0: me that a lot of the long-term injuries seem to be to these British guys. Yeah. And I'm also now bringing Danny Wellbank into
2: mm. yeah, that Yeah, that's, that's a It's just
0: absolutely. weird. I just can't
2: work it out. Same trainers doing the same training sessions. I know I brought up previously, but... I'm still confused as to how and why we pay Shad for Scythe £1.4 or £1.8 million a year just for him to put those cones out in the the pre-match warm-up where they just have to do a little shuffle over them and then run back to the dressing room, the very last thing which Sanchez can't be bothered doing Um, and he's like head of strength and performance and fitness conditioning or words of that ilk um, um, but what actually does he he do He's brought in to make our players fitter and that's evidently a failure having said that the, as part of his deal, the German national team taking back for international rates, and he'll certainly be there with them for Euro mm. 2016. So yeah, yeah. he mustn't be bad at his job. But the, I the problem is that, Wenger and the way he runs
3: it. I remember seeing that warm up before the Swansea game, uh, which was just you know the, the low point of my season. Swansea at home, um, and I looked at them and I just thought, what are they doing? It didn't. It was just a, such a weird warm up. It didn't look like they were really... They were, they someone doing someone the I
0: know has compared the Arsenal warm-up to Sunday league yeah. yeah, I mean, it
3: just let, it, I've never seen anything what like they, it. What, anything what, like they, what they expressed 40, to me was, years was to that football.
0: currently the, the top teams warm up with a ball all the time. Yeah. Arsenal barely dumps. I mean, no, I'm I never in in time to to know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was uh,
3: Bill Shankly, so you know, it was the old old Liverpool way. It was all you know, only trained with the ball. Yeah. It's fucking football, you know. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, if you, it's you know, have the ball at your feet. You're going know, to do it. Do it with your feet as well. I, I, personally, when I go on holiday, right, and I go for a jog, I have to do it with a football. <laughs> I don't see the point in jogging on its own. I don't see these people <laughs> Poncing around running up and down. Why run up and down with without a football <laughs> at the feet? Twenty
0: <laughs> minutes ago, you were very much an Arsenal believer. No. I'm hearing something a bit different here. Well,
3: no, I, 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 when well, I say I'm an arson believer, uh, I'm an arson relieved because I'm just relieved we we got above... T- that wasn't very good, was it? So, uh, if this was, was um, countdown, I'd have to say that. <laughs> i sorry. Uh, I'll pause that one up. Uh, <laughs> I'll just... Uh, I'll, you're I'm, falling I'm, back into oh, look. I'm a fickle football fan, right? <laughs> right. And I, I love Twenty that's minutes that's is that's a long time. And if I, no, what I mean is if, if I've got that, if I've got that, that, that feel-good factor after Tottenham fucking it up, horrendously spectacularly. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's part, part of the, the greatest man on earth. Exactly. And Giroud's the greatest striker on it <laughs> because, um, because he scored three goals against
0: Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. Going
2: uh, go back to warm-ups very quickly. You, yeah. a, obviously, I was sitting next year, I realised you don't get in until literally the game is <laughs> kicking off or just. After, in that case, you don't get this part of the kick uh, of the warm-up, which I'm sure you guys do. Um, we're, 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 we do, do the you know the kick around, whatever. But then um, when the goalkeeper goes off, we have Matt Macy come and go, and they're taking turns, taking turns to punch shots from about ten yards outside the box. Is that just to get it out of their system? Because when they're playing, you cannot shoot from outside of the box. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. you know, it's a, it's like you know. Uh,
1: it's, Can it, you I just know. add as well? A very, very well-respected, wise old Fleet Street sports writer once told me when I was starting out he said if you're lucky enough to look at the warm down that tells you so much about a team if you can't look at the warm down look at the warm up and um then I think it really says a lot about us at the moment. So. Well, I don't think
2: we do one, do we? Yeah. Well, yeah. So actually, no. Uh, thinking about it, the, the warm-downs I've seen when doing photography at and my brother, and, and we sort of wait there for 20 minutes, after, uh, after an hour, half an hour after the game, for him to upload his photos, the away team always comes out, all of them, yeah. doing a warm-down. The warm-downs I've seen, it's when you've got the likes of, of Wilshaw, players of that returning from injury, don't actually come on. Yeah. They do a warm-down, even though they didn't even warm up or actually yeah. play.
3: The rest of them... Just get straight into their Mercs and drive home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But mind you, I remember going to Highbury, and I was honoured to be invited into Pat Rice's... uh office with um, Gary Lewin's brother, Keith Lewin, who uh, was a thing, that he took me out for the day there, and he said, have you got a tie, because I need a tie, so I Mm -hmm. said, all right, so we had the tie, and we did the whole kind of uh, uh, Upper East End bit, but I remember going out onto the pitch afterwards, and it was only, it was Stephen Hughes, Dennis Bergkamp, the players who weren't playing were warming down, well, they were having a a 20 minute run, they get sort of run run around the pitch a bit, but any of the players who played, they were just in the dressing room, and they they didn't... uh, They didn't do it one down. So even at Highbury, that's not been an Arsenal thing. I don't think. Yeah, but on, the, no. the
0: game has changed in terms of fitness and
2: preparation. I have to stress, he's talking about that, we right. haven't. And as mentioned, he's got the sure. same backroom team. It's the, the likes of Borough Primrath, Banfield, uh, Lewin Brother, and Jerry Payton, the goalkeeper coach. It's nice and mm. uh, you know, nepotism and or family, r- different bits and bobs or whatever, but uh, it does need to change. I mean, you look at the the, the coaches we have, got, who have left, apart from Pat Rice, bless him. They were poached. I mean, when Fabianski went across to Swansea, they took. Tony Roberts with him yeah. and uh, Chesney came up straight away saying gutted actually actually really gutted great goalkeeping coach Fabianski was so pleased Eddie Nizetski when he, uh, he left our team to go and uh, follow Mark Hughes everywhere yeah. again that's a loss it, you know, it, it, let's say you've got the, the right to pick and choose from the Arsenal coaching team So, like, oh, well Premier actually's been here for a while yeah I wouldn't touch you with a bar cock thanks so much <laughs> I'll, I'll take the forward Chelsea reserve goalkeeper Nizetski yeah. thank you yeah, so I, our, our coaching team our hold back
1: team not good enough I always think it was instructive that Alex Ferguson changed his number two every so yeah. often just to get a fresh idea, fresh, you know, fresh set of eyes and yeah. just a new attitude really. Obviously you could argue Steve McLaren was one of the choices, but at the same time... <laughs> yeah, but McLaren know, was he a, good, well coach. As a two. Yeah, good coach. Yeah, good yep. coach, absolutely. And Anger doesn't do that. Maybe not such a good manager. Yeah.
0: But, um, I mean, we talked about British players. Uh, Theo Walcott, uh, body language and the lap of appreciation. Oh, yeah. Suggested we might not see him next season. Yeah. Um, in fairness, he had a hamstring injury. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, couldn't, he couldn't do the
2: body bump with Murtaugh. Right, he had well, an
0: injury, well, no danger of a medical.
2: Can,
1: can I just say about Fear Walker? January two thousand and six, we signed him to me. Yep. Where are we now? We're in May 2016. He has been at the
0: club longer than Thomas Rizik's.
1: Yeah, longer than Thomas Rosick. He's actually due a testimonial, surely. And we're still talking about him not fulfilling his potential. It's so, so frustrating. Right, That's well all that, I want to say on that. Well, I'm
0: going I'm, I'm to continue because my next point is, do we think, assuming he does move, that under a different coach he can fulfil his potential?
2: If it was two or three years ago, yes. But when he got his ACL injury a couple of years ago, as we've seen, that's rid him of his pace. you never seen him do that thing where he nicks the ball round the left back and say, come on, let's go for a jog See so he wins it, because he's lost that part of his game. Yeah, he doesn't and, take play. No, yeah, yeah. And it, it, that's yeah. proved that that's 70 or 80% of his game. So if it was two, three years ago, that's probably part of the reason Bengal was thinking he's not done it, uh, done it at all, and a five-foot, seven-inch quick centre-forward, they are redundant in the 4-2-3-1 ticky-tackle, <laughs> yeah, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what? I can't let him go because he'll go somewhere else it would
1: be brilliant, but now he's redundant. You're yeah. absolutely right, Dave. I completely agree with what you're saying as well. But it's also the fact that he just seems to have lost his way. Well, the that dribble, I mean, we were all at the game, but the, oh, the West yeah. Brom game, was the pal- sorry, the sorry, the Palace game, actually, when, obviously, there's a massive thing on YouTube, but he just did that dribble and he just meandered into... into two... two yeah, yeah, and like, it was just... Well, what were you doing? He looked completely passionless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It? It's just unforgivable.
3: Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you said, like eighty percent of his game was speed, yeah. having the ball and, and running. At, you know, uh, if his finishing was never the, the, the height of his, his game. But now he hasn't got the speed and he doesn't take players. And it reminds me of yeah. a bit of Michael Owen when he yeah, just, just, just disappeared.
2: Strength, you know, yeah. just. Uh, I remember his waited, Davies though. Yeah. He came on as a sub with half an hour to go when we won them down to Villa. At the Emirates. And yeah, that he, first game, on. yeah. But yeah. He, 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 that was a different ball yeah, clock. And what about I mean, the he, he was doing the step overs, uh, he, you know, he, he was right. putting the balls past players and going around the other yeah. side. He was not making people going around them. Um, everyone where I was seeing the um, first game I was in, the uh, the clock in, everyone was getting excited. It's like, Give it to the fucking kid. Give yeah. it to the fucking kid. Yeah. But, you know, he's where well, well, he is, where well, he is, he's 27. Yeah. He's got his second kid on the way. Mm. He's just waiting to, you know, sit out his five-year contract and then fuck off the Major League Soccer. That's what he wants <laughs> to I think he should do. I have a, a,
3: little, a little thought for uh, Flamini, uh, Rosicki, and... Uh, Arteta. Arteta, it, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they... Yeah, although good servants to the club and thing, I mean, Arteta's not been around as long as the other two. I mean, Flamini obviously went and came back. But... I must say I'm relieved that they are leaving because, I mean, I I feel that players like Arteta and Flamini, albeit Flamini did show some passion, I don't think in the last three or four years they, they were necessarily...
0: They weren't title-winning standards.
3: No, definitely not. And Riziki, well, Riziki I mean, could have been. Yeah. Well, Riziki, Riziki's a world-class player. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about Bolsawood. I mean, yeah. Balsawood and China and, uh, yeah, and everything absolutely. else, is breakable. breakable. Uh, it's, it's, it's a killer, Riziki, because yeah. I saw him score a goal at Hamburg, you know, when we beat them 2-0 in, in Hamburg. Yeah, and that yeah, like, fly, yeah. and that goal. He that was his first goal for the club. It yeah. was just brilliant. I remember, I just, oh, oh and, and I've seen him do it. And against Tottenham, when he... Took them on, you know, single-handedly. And, yeah. and, and he celebrates with
2: sign of the devil with oh. both hands. Love it, love As it. a
3: heavy metal fan, <laughs> yeah. he's boyhood dream Second football star, right? He's like the top footballer. He's who you want. And, and the uh, oh, no, and the one 0 against Tottenham the day after my mum passed away, and he went and put that ball in the roof of the net at Tottenham, and it was just like you know, I was going like that, obviously. And uh, it, it was know. interesting to see how much love
0: there is for the guy which yes. just yeah, yeah. Yeah. demonstrates something we're not aware of yeah. which is basically what goes on behind the scenes between the players in terms of influence mm. and the dressing room thing yeah. you know, we don't get that yeah. but yeah. it's pretty evident
1: you're, you're absolutely right I mean, you can see how well respected he was and, and going back to when we signed him in the summer of 2006 after the World Cup in Germany or before the World Cup actually we'd signed him and then he, he, do you remember that um, Czech Republic game against um, America usa when he got those two cracking goals i'm sure they won three nil and we're like oh my god and it didn't even cross our mind it was like johnny jensen sort of 92 with yeah, you know yeah. sort of oh, god, scoring yeah. that goal but we, 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 we i feel cheated because he could have been an absolute arsenal such great. a talent such man. a talent absolutely and it was just we we were treated we, we, we were cheated for injuries that i mean remember when the um it was his achilles wasn't it in sort of was it sort of summer 2008, mm. and they, I, remember reading the, the, I still buy the programme because I'm a really sad man, but I'm a proper programme collector, but I remember reading Arsene Wenger's column and he said oh, he'll be back in a week, and it was 18 months before he came <laughs> um, again.
3: Well, this is the thing with Rosinski, I mean, he could have been Dennis Bergkamp. Wow. I mean, he had he, that, he remember had the, the, the goal school. he scored against, was it Barnsley in the FA Cup away or something, and he dropped a shoulder and he did this thing, and I remember... Philip Neville sitting there saying, he's got no right to do that, she that's went, disgusting, yes, he, he, he shouldn't do that. He said he had done, done like, that in the t- training, he would have two-footed in. No, exactly, yeah, oh yeah. no. It, was like no it was like the most beautiful bit of football you've yeah. ever seen in your life, yeah. and it's I a I Neanderthals, like Phil Neville having a go at it. Yeah. But we've had moments with Riziki, unfortunately, it's sort of like five, or you could count them certainly on two hands, if not one, yeah. sublime moments, and then just... But over ten years, how many actual years has he played? For yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if it wasn't for Abu Dhabi, I've
0: got. I do want to move on to Copenhagen '94, but I've got to just quickly oh, name check a, <laughs> a couple of a couple of tweeters because I like to get everybody in. So we'll do some very brief answers to these, but I'll only ask one of you, uh, Andrew Kingaby. Uh, Emailed us with Celtic starting work on a safe standing area. Do you envisage a day when they make a return to Premier League stadia? After all, it has now been proved that the policing, not the terracing, caused the deaths at the Hillsborough. Now, I'm just going to give this one to Basti, uh, because atmosphere is one of your
3: key points. You, as far as standings, standing. Concerned. Well, I, the I, argument I, for. I would say, well, the. the, the uh, you know, uh, one of the main reasons was, uh, for Hillsborough was that ridiculous fencing at the front of it. Um, you know, which was it's uh, unforgivable. I remember one thing at Highbury always had was that little picket fence at the bottom. We never had that that cage, mm-hmm. um, and if anything happened, people could spill out onto the pitch. Uh, unfortunately, at Hillsborough, that wasn't the case. Um, but he's coming I, back, but I think standing, I think standing. I remember a um, bit of name dropping here, having a drink with David D. <laughs> Uh, in the Duke of Hamilton (laughs) in Hampstead. He walked walked into the Duke. I was there just after watching a semi-final with some friends and I had an Arsenal shirt on and David Dean walks in. And I I, I, I said, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) He's my local and he walks in. He said, I'm going to see someone from the comedy store. Could you just stay there a minute? I want to have a chat with you. So I ended up having a chat with him. But without going into the whole story, he ended up saying to me, look... um, could you do a little report for me on how you think we could improve the the atmosphere at Highbury? And I said, sure, yeah, sure, Mr. Dean, yeah, whatever. So I wrote this seven-page report. He just wanted, like, I think I was going to help for level on, obviously. And uh, sent it in to him. Uh, it didn't make a big difference, but uh, it was nice to be asked and have a chat, you know. Anyway, and my main point was, having just been to Munich to watch Arsenal versus Bayern, which we lost one little but qualified, uh, And that standing seat thing where you could stand up and you had your own little terrace around you and there was no way there could be any crushing or anything like that but you stood and if you're standing you are the 12th man you're going to sing more you're going to you know you're going to have a better atmosphere standing means getting on your feet with the team come on you know all that Uh, and we try it here you know now at least uh, you know stewards don't make us all sit down all the time as they they had done for a while but it is a big thing, I think, definitely. I don't know if they were all standing at Leicester all season, but I should presume they probably were at, at sure. the end. Probably at the it?
0: end. So, uh, in conclusion, when the fat lady sings, she isn't sitting on her ass. <laughs> now... <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Any singing teacher will
3: tell you. If you're going to see, could project your voice, you have to stand up. Last question
0: from... Dave. Uh, do you want to say something? You're all
3: right. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say um some... Touch on it
1: briefly, but um, massive respect for, for the Liverpool fans after, um, after struggling for so long. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm going to stop you, you there. Just... No, you're going to come back to it. Right, because okay. the next okay. question,
0: the final question from a listener, is from John Hughes, who says, Would you take a Liverpool-style Europa League run over the last 16 Champions League Exit as usual. So, in other words, would you exit Champions League at the group stage to give Arsenal a chance in Europa League? However, first what? up on Liverpool fans.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah on, a, on a really serious note, um, yeah, I, I was up at Hillsborough in September '88 to watch Arsenal play Sheffield Wednesday. There was only like seventeen thousand there, five hundred Arsenal fans. I remember walking through that tunnel. We was it the? I was too. George ones? Courtney was ref, so I okay. don't remember that. But
0: um, I remember the, the League Cup game. I think. Yeah, they they yeah, the yeah.
1: Score. That was um, that was the quarterfinals.
0: Uh, I remember that it was because yeah. I was on the upper tier. Right. Yeah. Where we travelled up with Amy Lawrence, okay. who was actually down, standing downstairs. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah Amy's fantastic. A lot of respect for her. But um, I remember going through that terms, uh, the so I was obviously in Leppin's Lane but going through the tunnel and it, there was no lights on you're thinking oh, okay, you know, no, I was only no. like 16, 17 this like, ain't safe and mm, then mm. without going into too much detail the police weren't didn't particularly impress me that day either with mm. 500 Arsenal fans mm. and um, you know for, for what they've gone through and, and to fight against the whole system as a journalist you, you, you for me and a lot of journalists who I respect and I work with and, and across the board as well you, you want to report the truth and the truth was not what the Sun had put on the front page. And it's an absolute scandal. And it's all credit to every one of those Liverpool families and every one of those Liverpool fans who, t- who spoke for 27 years, 26, 27 years, whatever it was, to go, well, no, this is not the truth. We did not do that. It was... There were factors... As
0: Astonishingly it took 27 years yeah, for the authorities absolutely, to absolutely. acknowledge what was bloody obvious yeah, to everyone yeah. within a few weeks. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. But, but to, to, to answer your question... I would say, for me, if you're talking about safe standing, I, I think you can do safe standing. I, I, like you say, you know, you talked about Munich, we, I was at that game as well. And you, you can do it, and obviously, like you say, Celtic are doing it, and, and good luck to them as well. I would just go to Liverpool fans and say, do you want safe standing or not? And if you do, then we'll have it in England. If you don't, from what you've gone through, I'll completely respect your opinion on that. OK, well, let's but, but, switch. But, but, to, to, yeah, to answer your... Europa League. Yeah, Europa League. I would go for a 99-2000 choice or answer. right? Because we obviously qualified for the Champions League, weren't good enough in the Champions League, mm. end up in the, in the UEFA Cup. And the UEFA Cup run was a lot more fun until we got to the final. Obviously it was Copenhagen against Galatasaray and and Copenhagen against Parma. But that run, I mean we beat Deportivo Caruna, La Coruña. I don't know if you can say it better than me, Daniel. Deportivo yeah, well,
0: Coruña.
1: Oh, no, no, no. It was Vigo. No, no, no. Soto Vigo was the um, Champions League 2003-04. Yeah. No, it's I actually that game. Three... 3-2 in um, Vigo. So the
0: semi-final was Longs.
1: Semi-final was Lons. The quarter-finals was Caruna. 5-1 hybrid.
0: The last 16 was Nantes.
1: That that was yeah, the so that so that game before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We beat them 3-0 so at
0: we home. We beat La three, in three all of, in the quarter-finals. Yes, yeah. My memory is
1: fading. Oh, don't. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm getting worse at that okay. as well. But, but that... that UEFA Cup run was fun, that was really good well, fun, until so we got to the final. The
0: Liverpool fans certainly seemed to enjoy their semi-final. Yeah, and I'll credit to them
1: mm-hmm. as well, that was an amazing game, certainly against Dortmund in the quarters as well. But
0: Right, on yeah. the subject of European competition, Leith, you are here for a very good reason, <laughs> and we're running out of time, but I'm going to extend the podcast oh, a little bit past the I'll hour, which it's. I shouldn't, but I'm going to. Copenhagen 1994. Um, before we get to the main man here...
3: Basti, John Jensen, in a pub, three in the morning, <laughs> standing on the table, going, absolutely, was it something about? Were the you scum there? Un- the <laughs> scum Were
0: you there when he realised he lost his wallet?
3: <laughs> uh, that i don't know i don't remember him losing so his biggest body, biggest but biggest i remember biggest. him standing up i remember walking in and ch- uh, and brolin was there in the pub oh was he yeah brolin was so in had to I was, walk the door sideways well I, I don't know i went into that pub and then, then Bro- the first thing i saw was, what Thomas was brolin, brolin doing yeah, there he was in after there. the game he yeah, was in brolin there <laughs> visiting the bloke who owns the pub because they're all like it's all like copenhagen he'd been there but obviously he knew him or whatever and he went there well i don't know but he was in the pub having a drink brolin after the game, right. it was sort of like, "Oh, it's Thomas Brown." Thanks,
0: <laughs> thanks for hitting
3: the post, yeah. <laughs> it was like, Let did, me buy you a drink. Yeah, to say he was looking pretty miserable. And anyway, so the night went on, and then sort of like, my train left at six in the morning. So the I thought, "Well, I'm, I, I might as well uh, Hamburg." Was it really? Yeah. Place? So I was, I was, I was uh, waiting for the uh, um, train. I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to I'm going to do, do all night in this pub, and who walks in? Johnny Jensen. It was just like, right well, here we go, party time. <laughs> everyone wanted to talk to him. He was sitting in the corner, his brothers and friends all going, no, no, you're... in the end, you know, it was, and he just got on the table and he just went, one nil, <laughs> The boots are so one nil, and everyone was just said, like, it was brilliant. You know, and it was just such a brilliant night. Yeah, oh, absolutely. what
0: a night. Uh, one of my best nights yeah, ever. One absolutely. of my best nights. David, general memories of the whole campaign or just the final? Uh,
2: as soon as um, the teams came out, first thing that went through my mind was their goalie little... Little Luca Bucci, he was only about five to seven, five to eight, and as we saw, he went full stretch and couldn't even get a fingertip to Smithy's great shot. Yeah, and um, yeah, it proves that you need to be a lanky, useless bastard playing goal, and that was my career. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, and um, with hindsight, when I was at uh, the book launch um, uh, of Late novel last week, um, someone had managed to get the DVD recording from ITV Sport put onto, um, uh, so the VHS recording put onto DVD, and we watched that, and they showed the, the starting eleven, and they had the likes of Faust. Christina Espria, yeah. um, Thomas Brolin, uh, players of uh, Gianfranco Zola, yeah. and we had a midfield of Ian Selly and Steve Morrow.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, there's theft, <laughs> and then there's a blind robbery. I don't to <laughs> <tell> <laughs> to tell don't
3: forget the worst bit of the actual match of the final was with, I think, 20 minutes ago or something, and Eddie McGoldrick comes oh, on, and Eddie I'm Goldrick. thinking, oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake, <laughs> we're not going to make this. In, in fairness,
2: he's the finest Arsenal player who was born in Corby.
1: Really love, is. I thought, oh, you love yourself. right I'm now <laughs> exactly. going to go to the author <laughs> sell the book oh I have done about selling the book I'd love to sell the season though because it was fantastic it was as I said to some people and firstly can I, can I thank Kevin Witcher of the Gooner for mm. coming along and backing my, um, my launch party it was very very I was very Thanks honest with the there. free and also, pie and a drink. Yes, David would as well, it was um, it was there too and actually made the isn't a cassette. I would have got some i to yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to start following that. your Hampstead oh, paper Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be getting the book
3: because it, it, it was one of the highlights oh, of it. Life, makes like a good though. doorstop as well, but you, oh, you know you are
1: absolutely right. It was um, so I was twenty one, as, as all my friends were at the time and um, we were we were we were daft and stupid, just like all of us were and someone said to me, Do you fancy Leo's your way? And you're like, you, you go you go around England, you're following Arsenal everywhere, and in the early 90s Arsenal weren't, weren't the greatest team in the world, although we, 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 we still won the league in 91, as opposed to sort of Spurs going with the greatest team, and still haven't won it since you know, God knows when. But we said, yeah, let's, let's give it a go, let's, let's go to the age. So this is obviously before the internet, before anything at all. We, we turned up, we had, we had no tickets, no accommodation booked, no idea where we were going, we didn't even know the address, we didn't we were clueless basically I'm, you could argue I'm still clueless now but the fact we, we turned up and we literally just turned up at, at the Ace, the Sleshin Stadium I seem to remember although God knows what it's called now Park. Uh,
0: no that's no,
1: Copenhagen no, 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 you're, you're talking no, about the oh sorry the oh, you sort of turn up and they were like yeah documentation they were like okay I've got a, do you remember those visitors passports those bays sort of Literally, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop Stop post- yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so we turned yeah. up with those and we were I like, What well, will this do? And they literally sort of unfolded it and then yeah. sort of tried to look officious and someone photocopied it, came back. And uh, I'd like to think somewhere in, in the bowels of Liège Stadium is, it, is a really bad picture of the passport picture of myself and, <laughs> and my friends. But um, yeah, so that was like a couple of days before. So we just literally got on it in Liège and, and on the outskirts and um, sort of turned up on the day, got the tickets off a tower. I'm not. Obviously, not condoning doing that, as Jurgen as, as Klopp's been uh, been warned about tonight's game in, in, in Switzerland. But we sort of did that. has Jurgen
3: Klopp gone out selling tickets? No, but he said to ta- yeah, yeah, he might, I don't know, I <laughs> allegedly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But he did say to turn up about tickets because it'd be fun, and right. and that's what a lot of um, that's what a lot of Arsenal <laughs> fans did back in '93. And um, you know, we sort of turned up. We got 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 tickets in the home end, but we managed to get in the away end. Two thousand, three thousand sort of gooners out there, been drinking since. The travel, I know there's travel club coaches Belgian so, beer is stronger than Oh the stuff honestly yeah absolutely, course, absolutely, yeah absolutely absolutely Kevin as, as I'm sure we all know but um, you know and you, you watch it and you're going, this is fantastic this is like you know why can't it always be like this and then ask wins the win 7-0 and you're just like uh, I know it, it, it's, it, it's certainly in the old days in cup finals FA Cup finals they always say to youngsters enjoy the day savour it because you know it'll, it may not come around again and you're a youngster you think yeah yeah cool, we we'll won 7-0 we'll just run FA Cup whatever you want to say it's going to happen next week as well. But the thing is, in that season, that, for that season, in, certainly in terms of Europe, not, not in terms of the league, we, it did happen again. So we, as soon as we got through against the A's, which was in November, 10 nil on aggregate. I can't, I can't think of any mm, sort of two-legged yeah, games that we've yeah. won 10 nil on aggregate, let alone a... Sort of second round of the Cup Winners' Cup against you know, a, a massive Belgian side. Yeah. Obviously you know, the draw is made, we've got Torino away, I'm, I'm going to be blathering for a bit so please don't go worry. To read it. Here. go for it. Torino away, so that's the March. so you've got four months to look forward to. It's not like the Champions League where you've got two months, which is great in itself, but you've got four months for the anticipation. Serena, yeah, let's go over there. I remember being in the barn and, and sort of being in, in the loo's upstairs. So there's a, there's a reference that maybe some people remember yes, bit. But yeah, yeah, Kevin remembers it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, awful dodgy Yeah, you know, I tell you. Know, I'm surprised that it wasn't running down the stairs at <laughs> yeah, the uh... absolutely, yeah. Oh. And um, I remember someone saying to, uh, I was just, you know, in the urinal, and there was two blokes next to me, and one of them said, you doing Serena? He goes, no, I'll leave that to the pros. And I was just like, what does that even mean? I'm like 21, completely dark. I'm going to the terrain. I actually said that. They looked at me like I was completely mad that I was going to get a head How did you get out there? Flew to Milan on UF Tours, which was run, right. allegedly, by a bunch of manks. Yes, I'm not gonna, true. I'm not going to go too much detail. You have to read the book for that. And um, You, you stand up at a legal department, you so. for United, yes, as it absolutely. goes. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we get into, my um, God knows where it was, was it Stansted, Gatwick, or whoever, and um, none of us had tickets, and then the bloke was like, I'm going to do really bad. You're the accent, mate. Okay. Did you stay in, in
0: a hotel on the outskirts of Milan?
1: Yes. Because I went well, you on... You did that as well. I went
0: on the coach. Oh, this is like
1: Friends Reunited. Or something. I <laughs> went on
0: the coach. You met all well, the way... We, wait, uh, we oh, met my. at Euston Station. Yes. And travelled by coach Blimey, Kevin. and stayed outside Milan. There was this plan to attend the Milan Champions League game the night before. Yes, it didn't that, come on. It was Werder Bremen.
1: It I never did get not to this come. Oh, did you Verde go? Bremen. No, it, no, gone. Gone. it, was, it was a <laughs> load of bollocks, wasn't it? <laughs> we basically <laughs> turned up in this sort of this severe, sort of Soviet-style. There, there was a bar. There yeah, was yeah, a bar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's about all I remember, really. But, yes. um, yeah, we did that, and obviously. You know, we, we were the first sort of English team to play in Turin since sort of yes. Heisel, so that's, that was the reason UF Tours put, put a billet of this in, um, yes. in Milan. So we got the coach over to from, from um, Milan to Turin on the day of the game. And obviously anyone who's been to the, the Stadio dell'alpi which which I don't think it's even there anymore, it was a dreadful stadium, completely soulless. And um, we had a three-hour coach journey, which we drank tequila all the way, basically. It was a dreadful nil-nil game. Every Arsenal player I've interviewed, including sort of, you know, backroom staff and everyone, said so it was terrible. And, and good old Arsenal, I was so drunk, I passed out and couldn't remember a thing good old last, i missed i, I didn't miss a thing because it was nil-nil <laughs> so it was absolutely fantastic so it set us up for the for the second leg at Ivory. we obviously went one nil one nil to the arsenal that's where it I sort of fell anders
3: limpar was on the bench for that game was um, he i do in
0: So no, no, no. yeah. i remember, I remember no.
3: kissing and hugging that do you remember that that bloke who's been going to arsenal for years with the with a, is a funny looking fellow with like bit frizzy hair, big frizzy. Yeah, hair. yeah, with oh, glasses. Were yeah, no, no, I mean well. I was arguing <laughs> him when we was mad. And yeah. so, I think didn't George Graham just said be patient? Was it, yeah, was yeah. The, the team. Yeah, although well, he said that he didn't every yeah, every he said, day. he's, he's got but, to be patient against yeah. Torino yeah. at the time. Torino was
1: like this big team. Of, yeah, yeah. That we couldn't they, possibly be. They had um, Andreas Salenzi You're like, well, he's an amazing sort of player. Went to Forest and he was awful, wasn't he? I mean, we could have done better than him. But at the time, it was almost, and that was it as well. It was about the innocent and the I sort think we were a smaller club in a way, weren't we? Well, Somehow. yeah, yeah. Even though we've
3: won the league a couple of times, but we were playing these teams and we were showing a lot of respect. But yeah, yeah. European maybe it was team. almost
1: a bit of an inferiority complex, whether it was voiced or not, I don't know. But I mean, it was exactly today okay. if we were so playing
3: Parma, it'd be like, yeah, well, who the fuck absolutely, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they'd just be a group great stage great.
1: Teams sort of team. But obviously the Palmer at the moment, then present sort of... You yeah,
3: know, yeah, but I mean the not that, they were a big team at the time. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. And Serie A was... Well, it's so isn't it? Because yeah. I mean,
3: the Cup Winners' Cup, you know, as it was then, which doesn't even exist now. or well, the yeah. Europa League, you know, they're, 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 they're things that these days, what with because of the founding of the Champions League, yeah. it, it seems to have changed. They, they almost don't matter unless you're in it. I mean, yeah. we're going to go and watch the second half of Liverpool to Civil tonight, yeah. partially just sort of, you know, it's well, you yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's but you wouldn't follow that, you wouldn't follow it all the way from the beginning. I think, I really, don't I think know. the
1: commercialisation of it has certainly sort of put a lot of people
0: off. I think, yeah. I think that's an English view. I think no, if you go abroad,
1: people do respect They take
0: than. that con- competition a lot more credibly mm. and it's very significant tonight because obviously at stake is not only the trophy but the place in next season's yeah. Champions League. Absolutely. And yeah. that's going to make a huge difference to either team. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, um, what's the name of the book again?
1: Uh, The Miracle of Copenhagen. Thank you very much for
3: asking (laughs) back. The Miracle of what? The Miracle of Copenhagen. The Miracle Um, of Copenhagen.
1: Right. So, I mean, do you want to briefly? Yeah, I won't. I'll stop blabbering now. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it harks back to a, a more innocent time. A happier time when everyone was in it together. There was no social media for good or bad. Mm. Everyone was in it together. You were an Arsenal travelling fan. You were behind the club. You were oh, all united better time. A better time. time. Well, you know, a lot. Sit your iPad <laughs> up
3: your IP, arse. <laughs> that's
1: what I say, David. <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: okay.
0: Um, <laughs> 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 so uh, basically, a lot of stories. In a lot there, of stories, including, yeah. including a few. Including, a few you, you I really. didn't realise quite how many <laughs> until I skimmed. The book yesterday, <laughs> but I'm I'm well represented to say the least. <laughs> You'll be getting the invoice for the royalties. Yes. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> um, anyway, on that note, all I will say is that uh, the miracle of Copenhagen is available from Amberley Publishing and from all near normal online outlets, and in a few bookshops. And can I just mention, I'm doing
1: a bit of a Waterstones tour, that sounds really, really... Go lengthy. for it, but, give um, us the dates, give I'll us the places. I'll be blasts. doing Hitchin on Saturday 11th of June, which coincides with a local beer, festival. of all. I will be at England
0: versus Russia, in Marseille. Yes, you
1: will, yeah, fair play. I might see you in Sanatia for the Slovakia game, but if not, I'm sure you'll have a ball... It won't be anything like France, 98, England, Tunisia in Marseille. Hopefully, I hope so too. <laughs> um, Wellington City, Waterstones, Fourth of June, Bedford on the twenty eighth. We're getting more dates, including one with an Arsenal legend. Watch this space.
3: But yeah, thank you I very much. to Finchley Road, but Waterstones. But don't do Hampstead Waterstones, who threw yours truly out of the shop. Is A story can? to be told another time. <laughs> All right. The
0: only other thing I will say: if people want more detail, follow Laith on Twitter. Lathy twenty nine and you will get the... Plenty, <laughs> plenty of notice of these signings, Cheers, I do not doubt. Did you call,
2: it, did you call yourself that to steal
0: Maruanchamak's shirt
2: number? I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. You called it there,
0: yeah. mate. OK, I've just got time to plug the current issue of The Guna, which okay. is the final one of the season. It went on sale at the Norwich match at the end of April and features, amongst other things, an interview with George Graham's first assistant manager at Arsenal, Theo Foley, conducted by Leif himself. It also carries articles on the benefits, or otherwise, of signing as Latan Ibrahimovic, goal-scoring centre-backs, the Arsenal ladies, and Stan Cronkey as well. Are we it's going plenty. to sign Zlatan Ibrahimovic? It's a press
1: idea, if not reality. <laughs> can, can I just say, as, as we do the minutes at the end, uh, the lads who are cycling to Paris, the Pelo Tony Adams lads. Yes. Um, good luck to them. It's a brilliant cause. Look, look them up on Twitter fantastic calls for, for yeah, but it's been done by a great set of lads so I just had to do one plug So fair enough ooh, ooh. Um, Sorry, yeah. <laughs>
0: to return to the Gooner it's available from the Online Gooner website if you want a copy sent in the post or you can buy an e-edition of it to read on your tablet or your phone full details on the website of that uh, also a uh, bit of um Uh, housekeeping here we are also looking for a couple of new sellers for the Guna next season because a couple of our sellers are basically moving out of London Um, so if you're interested in making some money before going into the stadium to watch the game just get in touch through the website Uh, look for the link to the contact page at the bottom of each page if you want to uh, volunteer for that Um, a reminder that you can contact us regarding anything to do with this podcast via Twitter at Guna Podcast and via email, gunapodcast at gmail.com is the address. Thank you for all your questions and topics submitted for today. I think I've name-checked everybody. And uh, with that, it is goodbye from David. Uh, good night all, and speak to you next season. Mustafa. Happy St. Totterham's Day again. And Leith. Cheers, all the best. We will be back with another edition once next season is underway. Uh, apologies, this one has gone on longer than normal. So, However, I hopefully... I think you might have enjoyed it. <laughs> um, the, uh, hopefully we'll be excited in August or September by a summer full of quality incomings. Enjoy your summer until then. This is your host, Kevin Witcher saying goodbye and thanks for listening. la dee da la da
1: la-dee-da-dee.
0: All good friends and jolly good company. way. Well, hey!